The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I'm a Wall Street alum, top WB, CEO and a LinkedIn top voice. I am here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D. I'm Mita Malik. I'm a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now author. My book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is available right now on Amazon. And Mita and I, we started Roundtable Talk as a place to spill the tea on hard truths women of color face in the workplace. So from my perspective as a Black woman, and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman, and so what we do here is we unpack, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. We tell amazing stories uh, that we all know that you can uh, identify with, and then we leave you with tips tips not on how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are. So Mita, what are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about, are you rusting out at work? Are you rusting out at work? We're going to spill some tea, share some stories, unpack it all, leave some tips at the end. But D, have you t- heard about this term, rusting out? I love new terms. You know, I love all these new terms. You do. I like hearing them, but then, you know, do you notice there's always a bit of agitation and frustration uh, in my voice? I think <laughs> when they um, when they don't serve us justice, I like them when they give clarity and I love new language that um, captures and fills a void or a gap and gives a frame and a lens. So yeah, but let's hear it. Okay, good. Well, listen, I was, this has been out in the market for a while, but I was reading an article, let's give credit where credit's due in Cosmopolitan. And it's talking about rusting out and this idea of, it's the opposite of burnout. It's when your job is monotonous, you're bored, you're disengaged, and you feel like you're rusting out. I love this line in this article. When you're feeling disengaged by work, you have, in effect, been left out in the rain to rust like that bike you bought during the pandemic and have ridden approximately twice since. You know, I'm a writer. I love words. That was pretty deep. I love that line. But I was like, oh, rusting out. Really interesting, wow. though. I actually it do. Is. I do like that term. Have you ever, based on that term, have you ever rusted out your career? Or um, a job? Let's see. So in terms of rusting out, you know, let's see, it's, it's, it's been so long since I worked in a traditional, uh, a traditional role. So uh, diverse and engage uh, as a company, we're celebrating, I think coming up on 10 years. So it's been a long time, but I, I will say I identify with probably early in my career, mm-hmm. um, not being fully utilized to capacity or to my, uh, I love that. Gift- I think that's the close, that's how I I would identify it. But I love this, uh, that we're talking about it because 
Um, I know that Gallup did a survey and reported 18% of U.S. workers report feeling, and they use the term uh, for rusting out, actively disengaged, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So I did not know it's a growing phenomenon, 18%, and that's based on the 2023 Gallup survey. Um, Mm -hmm. And they said, right, the problem is workplace, uh, the problem of workplace satisfaction um, and mental health is uh, super concerning to the Surgeon General. I'm like, wait, what is happening here? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, you, know, you know, I have a story about rusting out. Let's hear it. He was waiting. So and I, this is what I really want to unpack with you because there's been several times in my career I've rusted out. This one in particular goes back to uh, many moons ago. I did not work for The Devil Wears Prada, but The Devil Wore Chanel. And <laughs> I was managing a pretty awesome portfolio. And they... The portfolio was doing well. And one day, this former manager comes to me and says, they're going to take half the portfolio away from me. And I was like, but why? Like, is there something wrong with the performance, my performance, the brands? No, she couldn't give me a reason. And the backstory reason I found was the CEO had been traveling around the globe and the CEO, she met a woman in another part of the country working for the company that she really liked. And this person wanted to move to the U S so they moved her to the U S and gave her half my business. Now, the interesting thing is the former manager's white, the white woman's the president. And then the woman who comes over and takes half my portfolio is a white woman. And so I also had a team under me at the time and I didn't know what to do. Cause quite frankly, there wasn't enough work left anymore because they had taken half my portfolio away. And I actually wish they would have given me a package, but they didn't. So what I did, which I wish I hadn't have done, was I was just then like, kind of like a spoiled toddler. I was angry about it. And I was like you reading burned the a bridge. Let me guess, you, you burned a bridge. No, I didn't burn the bridge, actually. Yeah, good. Go back and listen to the episode. I didn't burn the bridge, but I did sit there every day reading the Wall Street Journal cover to cover. I just didn't care. What are you going to do? Like, I don't understand why you're taking half the portfolio away from me. Like, I just got the highest rating that you could get performance wise. Numbers are good. My team's happy. And because this other woman, and, and pretty much people told me behind closed doors, the CEO wants to move this woman over. They don't know what to give her, but they're giving you, they're taking half your portfolio away from you. And so anyways, what the, again, this is the Brown Table Talk podcast. Thank you for being here with us. And this is what I want to talk about is why we rust out, right? Like what leads us to rusting out? And this is exactly why we started this podcast because Dee always says, when I, when I come to her with, Dee, can you believe they said that? And she said, that's not advice for us. Mm -mm, That wasn't meant for us. Yes. And so this rusting out, it's like you have put me in positions to rust out mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. have taken away my portfolio. You have consistently, mm-hmm. let me start again. You were forcing me to rust out. I mm-hmm. continue to get passed up for promotions. You mm-hmm. continue to take away my portfolio. You continue, you do things to demotivate me. So what do you expect that I won't rust out? That's what I've been thinking about as I've been watching this term in the marketplace, what it means for 
me as a woman of color? What does that mean when I'm rusting out? And why did it happen at work? Mm-hmm. You know, I I love that you were going down on rusting out, meaning let's look at actually not just going down, but that we are talking about the why in the your why. words. But the why is this uh, social cultural context that I talk about a lot on the show, meaning not looking at things in isolation. And this is really, really important for women of color, people of color, and historically underrepresented groups, never looking at a thing in isolation. But for us, you have to look at, uh, you know, the whole picture and um, social cultural context, again, It is, uh, rather than isolation, you look at uh, what's linked to the culture. In this instance, the workplace culture and and all of the other factors. So, um, yeah, so you just highlighted, here's here's what I took away. You just highlighted, they gave away, or or a give and take, a give and take phenom, right? The give and take is to look at the most successful person on the team and take away your win and give it to someone else to make something and not yeah. to right to make up something to create a role to create an an opportunity for somebody else isn't that interesting to create an opportunity where there wasn't an opportunity but do yeah. you see how the woman who came in they created an opportunity and it was a setup for a win it was not a glass cliff opportunity Ooh, yes yeah that was a positioning for success opportunity and I know some of our listeners will identify not only have they had that experience where the company created a role for someone else to position them for success and position them for promotion over and above yeah. you. Yes. So took away your win. And now yeah. this other individual will be able to get the credit for your win. You said it. You said it. So what do you expect that I won't rust out? Cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you right. expect? that I wouldn't so this sort of the things that we hear at work yeah she just doesn't seem as passionate anymore she's not smiling her energy's low she's demotivated she doesn't seem interested she doesn't seem as ambitious anymore all of these things these labels that are put upon us and you think to yourself but but do you know why and did you play any role in that Listen, I'm not saying that there haven't been points in my career where I've had struggles personally. We all do. And you show up to work and it's hard. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you're in a work environment where there are things that consistently happen to you that cause you to rust out, to cause you to be demotivated, to cause you to be disengaged and disinterested. And so allies Mm -hmm. listening up, ask yourself the question, is there a role that you might have played or someone else on the team might have played or someone in the company to cause that person to yeah. now seem like they are rusting out? And that's yeah. the flip of it because the advice here is not what to do when you're rusting out. We'll get to that. But it's like, I want to add, like, why is the person rusting out? Can we talk about that first? Yeah, that's so good. That is so good. I think you're right. Not just to buy the frame, but buy, but but let's dig deeper. Why? Let's tease this out, and then think about the how to solve how to solve that. 
Um, but here's something that you said, um, you know, in terms of the observations of leaders. Oh, she's not engaged. And oh, she's not smiling. As soon as you said smiling, I was triggered. Like, you know, just the judgment or, or I should say the observations, the the um, the assessment. Let, let's do this. Yeah. What we're talking about here is the assessment of leaders or um, people, leaders, managers, and how we get to this rusting out. It means that a certain group of people within an organization are observing behavior and they are attaching an assessment. And the assessment of that is disengaged by way of what are the indicators of disengaged? Wait, she's not smiling. Her energy is low, you know? And so, so I I just, I, I just wanted to go in on that when you, when you said that, and that's where, I would say for everyone listening, not just allies, but all leaders listening, is this is where we have to work on us. We have to work on our own leadership, mm-hmm. our own leadership development, seeing through yes. a multicultural lens, see, uh, lens uh, seeing through a diverse dimensional lens. And what I mean by that is the ability to see what Mita is talking about, see If there's disengaged or employees or folks seem disengaged, why? It's looking at it from a social cultural context. And I don't think many leaders have or understand that. I don't think, I just don't, I I think that's an area, an opportunity for development, an opportunity for growth is to dig deeper. What's the why behind it? Let me look at this, not in isolation as rusting out or disengaged. What is happening? What's happening here at, in, in, in the culture? Has there been a restructure? Has there been a, a you know, demotions? Has there been a change yeah. in management? Has there been an added uh, responsibility? Has there been a decline? Did we miss uh, recognizing or celebrating a win? Has there been a matrix reporting? Did you, you know, reassign not just the work, but an individual from one leader? I've heard this before where C-suite executive goes from being a direct report to the CEO and now is a direct report to the a C-suite executive. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, and so I'll, I'll yeah. just stop there. So that's kind of what's showing up for me. I couldn't agree more. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors. I'm Laura Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. Leaders taking accountability and responsibility for how team members are showing up. Very easy for me to say. She is disengaged, not motivated seems disinterested in the work versus me saying, okay, what did I do to create an environment that D is now feeling this way? Especially, I would say, in cases where you see this all the time, I see it, where someone's a super top performer, right? 
when you talk about the scorecard metric, yeah. talk about 360 feedback from the team. I'm talking all the way when I say, yep. and then all of a sudden something changes. What changed? Why can't leaders take the responsibility to say, I might've done something here. Let me yeah. look in the mirror and think about it. And yeah. I, I'm not saying that it might've been you who did it. Maybe it was something else. Like you said, all the things that you listed, mm -hmm. but what are you going to do to get back in the game and for yeah. her to stop rusting out? Yeah. Because you know what? At the end of the day, you're going to leave. No one's going to stay. I left that job. I wasn't going to stay reading the Wall Street Journal in my cubicle every day. Like it wasn't. Yeah. I got really yeah. smart that year, read a lot, learned a lot. But yeah, I was, that was not going to happen. Like they knew that. Yeah. Consequence. But you know what really, OD, because you're so good about being a mirror, you know what really hurt when you just, when you just read back to me the situation, I hadn't thought about it that way. I was focused on the rusting out and boredom and I hadn't thought about the fact that they took my success mm -hmm. and used it to set up another person who was a white woman to yeah. say what it was. It was, there was, yeah. in, and yeah. I, as we say, because people will say, don't make it about race. I'm making it about race, as you would say, because it's my lived experience. And so yeah, I'm saying yeah. as the only woman of color in that situation, right? There were three other white mm -hmm. women who were involved who then, yeah. that yeah. was the end result of what happened yeah. in that situation. But that was, oh, that's a painful memory. You're right though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can I just uh, confirm, affirm, not to, that you needed, but for the folks who are saying, why do you have to say the person that they gave the role to was white and uh, a white woman? And although she may not have, she did, she may not have had anything specifically to do with it. But it is the culture, it is the environment, it it is just, um, you know, part of this is systemic. It's embedded in yes. um, in the space. But to affirm what you just said, uh, Mita, and for our friends listening, and this is sort of a a, a sidebar. Um, I was a witness to um, Congresswoman Maxine Waters calling out this very thing with the top mm. bank CEOs. And here is what she said, and you could find it on YouTube. Um, but she says, you know, I want to know from you all, CEOs, why it is I still have Black women, women of color, she might have said Black women, calling my office every day to talk about how you bring in other women or other people over them. She said this. And so the scenario and your experience, mm -hmm. and for our listeners who are wondering, it might be super, a, a little sensitive to why we do this. First of all, it's a podcast and a show um, to really amplify our voices and um, for all of us to learn and do yeah. better, right? Um, so it was first for us. And then we're, we're really... I would say what we're doing well based on feedback is our allies say, thank you for allowing me to ear hustle on conversations that I've never been privy to and I'm going to do better. But I go back to the story with Maxine Waters and she did that in a open hearing wow. to call out what was done to you, Mita. And it was the top seven largest bank CEOs, some of which they were very friendly or very uh, familiar with and they had relationships with, like, you know, Jamie Dimon over J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, you know, what I love about him and then his relationships in Congress, they have a relationship with him, they hold them accountable, but they also celebrate the great work that JP is doing along, and I'm going to say specifically advancing Black Pathways, right? Um, and so it's sweet to see the accountability, but also the acknowledging. And so 
for those who are listening, what you just said, Mita, they created a role and took your success opposite of Glass Cliff. Mm. And they're going to position her to promote her because she is eventually going to be your boss. If you were still there, you were, you yeah. were going to be reporting, reporting yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I just leave, you know, our listeners with just hear and learn. Uh, it's ear hustling on conversations that yeah. you may or may not have been privy. There's no need to defend or justify or identify, particularly for my WG sister friends who listen, who listen which are my white girlfriends. It's, you know, they, they love learning, but it, there's no need to challenge. Oh, it could have been, you know, um, but we do this for us and we do it for all of us to improve on the culture. We all want to do better, be better so that we can uh, help solve the problem together with um, the issues that we have in, in yeah. workspace. So, yeah. I love that. Before we leave, head to tips. I just want allies listening in to think about the following three scenarios that might be happening in your workplaces today. Scenario one, you don't promote me, but you asked me to train the new manager, my new boss. Okay. Number two, you're going to give me more work. You're going to give me a high profile initiative with the CEO, no spot bonus, nothing, no more money. Or scenario uh, three, which we've talked about on the podcast, is the fake promotion. You're going to give me a title. You're going to put me on the external PR circuit, but you're not going to give me more budget, more team members, nothing. So ask yourself this, and there's more. Dee mentioned it. So if, if you have put someone intentionally or unintentionally in one of those situations and more, what do you expect the result to be? What do you expect the results going to be? I'm going to say it's going to lead to rusting out. There you That's go. it. All right. Should we get to tips? We should. All right, D. We're at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening and being here. We are going to head to tips. I'm going to ask D to take us to one and two. All right. Tip number one, I'll share here. And then I'm going to share on browntabletalkpodcast.com. Number one, ladies, rusting out is not for us. Not everything that is new language and frames and experiences in the workplace or advice, not all of it applies to us as women of color which leads me to number two, and this is clarify the why. So whenever there is a rusting out or any new frames or lens or language, you always want to ask the question why. So look at it from a social cultural context and not in isolation. Over to you, Mita, for number three. Dee, I love that second tip for allies. I'm going to lead to number three to allies again. Watch the language and labels. When I start saying things like Mita is disengaged, demotivated, rusting out, what is the why and what role have I played in that before we quickly snap and run to make judgments about what we perceive is the truth rather than digging in to find the truth? 
Thank you all for being here today. Please share this conversation with someone who needs it. We love our community. Thank you, the LinkedIn Podcast Network. Please follow us on Apple and Spotify, review and subscribe. And we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.